0: Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about turning defeat into victory. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome to another Messy Messianic Mama. Today is July 11, 2022, and I'm excited to be with you here today. I'm actually trying something a little bit different. And I'm not sure if it's going to work out or not. So you may or may not be able to see me on video. If you really wanted to do that, I'm not really sure why anyone would want to. Um, I am beautiful in the eye of my beholder, but this is something that I'm very nervous about because I don't like being the center of attention and I have a camera pointed right at me. So hopefully this works out. I don't know if it's going to, I know that there are some people who really are into vlogs I'm not really into blogs, uh, blogs myself, but I prefer podcasts that way. I don't necessarily have to look at the person that I'm listening to. I could still get things done around the house, but here goes nothing. Today we're going to be talking about turning defeat to victory. And the tour portion for today actually kind of coincides with what I'm going to talk about. So the tour portion for today is Balak. Numbers chapter 22 verses 2 to chapter 25 verse 9. And my husband absolutely loves this part of the Bible, um, this Torah portion, because it actually is where we get the Ma Tovu, which is something that we say every single Saturday at our congregation. And my husband basically tells the entire story every single week. And I don't mind him doing that. I don't. It's just like when you have literally no, no new, new people and you're talking to them and they're like, dude, we've heard this, this story a million times. That's just me, though. The half tour portion is Micah chapter 5, verse 6, 6 through 8. Sorry, chapter 6, verse 8. Then you have two Brit Harasha um, portions this week 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 to 18, and Romans 11, 25 to 32. Personally, I think we could have stopped at 2 Peter 2, verses 13 to 18, because it actually discusses Balaam, the prophet, which is what the Torah portion is all about, which to me makes a lot of sense of why they would have that as the Brit Hadashah. So I want to discuss part of the Torah portion. Hopefully it'll make sense to coincide with what uh, everything else that I'm talking about. I do apologize if you are just listening and hearing me sound even more nervous. It really does have to do with the fact that I have a camera pointed at me. In fact, I'm going to do this because I think it might be a little too bright and I'm awfully white. So, Numbers chapter 22, 2 to chapter 25, 9. So, this is a story about how the king of the Midianites, Balak, wanted to curse the Israelites. And he called on a man named Balaam who... It's kind of hard to decide and discern whether he was a good guy or a bad guy with this, honestly, but he did obey God, but it took a while, kind of like it does with all of us. And there are three times where Balak brings his men to Balaam to ask him, hey, we want you to come and curse Israel, and he does seek Adonai's blessing to do so, and Adonai tells him no. On the third time, he's like, yeah, you know what, go ahead and do it, but you're only allowed to say what I told you to say. So Balaam is going, and this made God mad, which is also like, hold on, I thought he just said to take him. Yes, but I think in his heart, he might have been like, okay, I'm going to go, but I'm going to say whatever I want about Israel. And that angered God, and so he actually was having an angel in his way when he was trying to get to Balak. And three times his donkey could see the angel, but Balaam couldn't. Three times a donkey would stop because the angel of the Lord was standing in front of him with a sword in his hand. And Balaam kept beating his donkey to the point where the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and allowed her to speak and say, why are you beating me? I've never done this to you before. Adonai opens his eyes and Balaam realizes, oh, wow, okay, uh, that's why. My donkey was being disobedient, not going where I wanted it to. And Adonai's like, you know, you have to do, you know, what I told you to, which is you can go to Balak, but you are to say only what I'm telling you to say. So when he goes to Balak, Balak has to three different places. He attempts to curse Israel, but the words that come out of his mouth from Adonai are only blessings. In fact, he blesses Israel and curses anyone who would be enemies of Israel. All of these are in the number three, which I know is a really important number in Hebrew. I really don't know anything about that stuff. Once again, not a scholar, guys. I'm not. I'm just doing what God's called me to do, which is this podcast. So, the curse turns to blessings. Okay, Erica, what in the world does that have to do with, you know, turning defeat to victory? Well, for... A long time now, there have been many instances in my life where I have been able to, not even me, Adonai has turned the defeats in my life to victory. It doesn't, I just happen to be the person he uses um, through the situation, but there have been different uh, people coming into my life where I feel absolutely defeated. I feel like I don't understand why they, they maybe treat me the way that they do, because I am a very upfront person, straightforward person. I don't beat around the bush. When I say something, almost always it what I say is actually what I mean. There is no underlying hidden message behind it. It's not like, you know, one of those records where you play backwards and there'd be a hidden message there. Yeah. That's, that's not how I talk. And that's just not how I roll. So it can be very frustrating for me when I am dealing with somebody who seems to question everything that I say and choose to take it, internalize it, and see it as negative. It doesn't matter what I would say to this person, and in this instance, I am discussing somebody that I have been, in, you know, in a friendship with for six years now, and it has gone to the point where, you know, no matter how many times I might apologize to this person, even for doing things I haven't done, just to simply keep the peace, which is not normally how I am. I have no problem being confrontational if it if it's needed. However, I've really tried my best to be as respectful and kind and loving as I possibly can because I understand that there is an underlying mental health issue here um, where this person, I think, is, has dealt with some serious trauma in their life, but has also never really been told no in their life simply by their significant other. It's the only other person in this person's life that I've ever seen tell this person no. And of course, they don't take it too well. so. Me being me, I have boundaries, and if I tell you no, there's a good reason for it. I'm not going to simply allow you to tell me how I'm going to run my life because that person feels that their life should be revolved around them. All of this being said, it kind of has come to a head the past month, where it's gone to the point where I've actually distanced myself from this person and have tried my best to be as loving as possible as I can, which is really hard. Um, I'm not a super sweet, cuddly person normally. And even when I'm trying my very best, which I have with this person, I've, I've tried so hard. It just doesn't seem to be making a difference. And it's gotten to the point where there have been three times in the past month where it wasn't even anything I said. But this person saw or thought I had done something to her twice on the Internet. And then someone had said something and mentioned my name and she decided that it was my fault. The situation was my fault simply because my name was mentioned. And when it gets to a point when you're dealing with somebody who you literally aren't even haven't spoken to and they've decided to take whatever the situation is out of context and decide this person has malicious intent towards me. There's nothing you can do because... I know for myself, I I have tried my best. Here's the problem in that entire thing. I just said, there was an awful lot of, I going on. Wasn't there, I did this, I did that. I tried my best. I tried to love them the way that I would want somebody to love me. What was I not doing? I wasn't relying on Adonai. I wasn't relying on God. I wasn't relying on Yeshua. I wasn't asking the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to help me. I was simply trying to make things better in my own power. And let me tell you how depressed and defeated that has made me feel for the past couple of weeks. Completely. And it's, you know, it's a different scenario for me. I know if you've listened to my previous podcast about my situation with my mother-in-law, You know, that that was not a bed of roses and that I I thankfully have been able to set boundaries, but also distance myself because she doesn't live anywhere near me. The problem is that this person lives near me is somebody I see on a regular basis, and it's not something I can or someone I can cut ties with. For reasons I'm not really going to discuss here, but I cannot cut ties with this person. I love this person. Unfortunately, this person has decided that I'm a threat to them and that. I cannot be trusted and that everything that I say, even if if it's something kind and, you know, generous or loving, they'll still will twist it to be a negative. And it hurts because I thought that we were friends, but then it got to the point where clearly we could not be friends because this person felt threatened by me, which I... I feel terrible about, but there's nothing I can do about that because that's something that they have chosen to do. So I'm talking about like circumstances that are clearly beyond your control. And this is definitely a circumstance for me where it is absolutely beyond my control. I can do nothing. There is nothing I can do in my own power. And I believe what this person may mean for evil will turn into good. For the glory of adonai that even though i have to go through this situation i'm choosing to believe that god has my best interest at heart which especially when you're going through it is really really hard to cling to and it's even harder when instead of delving into the word my go-to like so many other people in western culture we delve into social media because that's going to make us feel better and really it's only going to make us even more depressed it, that's as simple as that but i did that this week i made a mistake instead of seeking out a nice face and really just basking in his presence and reading his word and just saying you know i don't know what can i do in this situation what can i do i simply close myself off and tried to look for answers and not even answers. Just tried to almost escape. It's an escape. Social media can totally be an escape. an Escape from the real world into social media so that I didn't have to deal with this particular problem. Because the reality is I can't deal with it. Only God can. I have chosen to do the best in the situation that I have been handed. But there's nothing else I can really do at this point. It's really in the other person's hand. And unfortunately, this person tends to change their emotions and feelings on a dime, which can be very difficult because you don't know if this person's going to be happy or sad. Even if they're happy when you speak to them, then when you're not there and they turn sad, they can start going back and thinking about when they were happy and what you had said and decide what I said wasn't necessarily a kind thing. It is what it is. I can only do so much. So all that to say <clears throat> that I clearly states in his word, what it is that we should do. And, and, you know, I've been delving into that today and just talking with my husband about the Torah portion and it was really good. But in the half Torah portion, Micah six, one of the titles of the portion is what is Adonai seeking from you? And it says in Micah six, eight, it says he has told you humanity, what is good and what Adonai is seeking from you only to practice justice, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God, which is so much easier said than done. So much easier said than done. And you know, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast too, where like things where like, it feels like when it rains, it pours. And I think Hasatan uses that because just because this one person is really affecting my life and probably a little bit of my health as well. I don't do well under stressful situations like this, um, which is why I don't have a problem confronting because I know it's for my own health and well-being. I know that I need to not only confront the situation, but also say, okay, what does Adonai say I need to do in this situation? What does he say I need to, to, to focus on? And I tell you what, when you are feeling absolutely defeated as I was, what I'm talking about is raining. It's pouring. You have, you start having other people saying things and you're thinking, man, like, maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe, maybe I'm the one who needs to reassess how I'm treating people and how I'm talking to people and how I'm loving people. And, you know, thankfully I have a husband who does try his very best to communicate with me. And so, you know, I talk it out with him and God bless him. He listens to all my venting and my, you know, questioning my own sanity. And he says, look, like, this is not your fault. The situation is not your fault. Everything else that you're saying that other people are saying, not your fault. You need to focus on how to maybe change my own perspective on, you know, change my perspective on how to handle these types of situations, but also to recognize that it's a good thing that instead of blaming the person saying, no, it's all their fault, there's introspection there. They're saying, okay, hold on a second. Let me take a step back. Lord, what is it that I need to do in this situation or any situation that God puts you in and say, Lord, what is it that I need to do here? What is it that I can do to change? Because the reality is the only person you can change is yourself. You put it in God's hand, but the, for any other person in your life, the only other person that you can change is yourself. You can make a concerted effort to change your ways and your thought process and your perspective and how you see the world. No one else can do that for you. You don't know, no, I, I know for the married people out there, there are times where it's like you really want to like hit your husband on the head and be like, "Hey, could you see things my way, please? Like, could you understand where I'm coming from?" And thankfully, my husband, when I say something like, "Hey, would you maybe try to see it from my perspective," He's willing to do that. I pray that you also have that kind of relationship with your spouse. But that all being said, feeling very defeated this past week, I've been having some health issues as well. Big shocker there. I know I have a lot of podcasts where I have health issues, but I actually am going in for an ultrasound because of that um, issue this upcoming week. And I am just so thankful that Adam I gave us the word. He gave us the Bible to open up and see the world, how he sees it and see how he sees us. And, you know, I, I've talked about victory and I've talked about feeling defeated. And one of the songs that really has got me through a lot of things, and I think I talked about this in a previous podcast with my son in the hospital, me walking around, it was completely empty because... There was a snowstorm outside, so it was like minimal nurses and doctors in the hospital. It was actually really awesome. I just walked around and was praying, crying, just praising praising the Lord for everything that he had you know, given us. And the song that I was listening to through a lot of it was um, See a Victory by Bethel. And I know that some of you who are listening are not fans of Bethel. That's actually kind of almost an, another podcast because I've watched a few things actually recently. Uh, a guy who does a podcast of his own, actually, it's a vlog called Wretched Radio. I can't even remember his name, honestly. I've actually seen him in person at a homeschooling convention. I've listened to him in person. And, um, you know, he has some really good things to say and other things I don't agree with. He actually kind of attacks charismatics. Which I don't agree with, obviously, because I was Pentecostal, non denominational brought up, and I believe that the Holy Spirit works in mysterious ways, which means ways that maybe we can't wrap our heads around. I don't necessarily agree with everything that Bethel does, but I tell you what, their music. has helped me get through a lot of really hard times. And I do not believe in throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I don't believe in doing that. Now, if I find a song that I'm like, this is not biblical, obviously I'm not gonna listen to the song. Um, I don't know that I found that yet. If you're welcome to send me links if you found some songs yourself, but this is really good. I wanted to read to you Psalm 118. If you are feeling defeated, like I have been this past week and just really just down and depressed, as you know, I try to be as real as possible. I'm not going to be one of those believers who's like, oh, everything's bright and shiny, and I don't ever struggle with anything. Not one of those people. So this is really, really spoken to me. It's so powerful. I want to read it to you today. It's the Tree of Life version. You know, I love that version. It, the title is His Chesed Endures Forever. I believe Chesed means mercy, but I'm probably wrong, and my husband's probably going to correct me on that later, which is okay. Praise Adonai for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let Israel say, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let the house of Aaron say, for his loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let those who fear Adonai say, for his loving kindness endures forever. Out of a tight place I called on Adonai. Adonai answered me with a spacious place. Adonai is for me. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Adonai is for me as my helper. I will see the downfall of those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in Adonai than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in Adonai than to trust in princes. All nations surrounded me. In the name of Adonai, I cut them off. They surrounded me. Yes, all around me. In the name of Adonai, I cut them off. They swarmed around me like bees. They were extinguished like burning thorns. In the name of Adonai, I cut them off. You push me hard to make me fall, but Adonai helped me. Adonai is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory are in the tents of the righteous. Adonai's right hand is mighty. Adonai's right hand is lifted high. Adonai's right hand is mighty. I will not die, but live and proclaim what Adonai has done. Adonai has chastened me hard, but has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and praise Adonai. This is the gate of Adonai, the righteous will enter through it. I will give you thanks because you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. It is from Adonai, it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that Adonai has made let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hoshiana, please, Adonai, save now. We beseech you, Adonai, prosper us. Baruch haba Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Adonai. We bless you from the house of Adonai. Adonai is God and he has given us light. Join the festival with branches. Up to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I praise you. You are my God, I exalt you. Praise Adonai, for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. I don't know about you, but reading that even when I'm feeling so down, especially if you read it out loud, don't just like read it silently in your head. Read it out loud and see how uplifting that is. It sparks the joy of the Lord in you that you already have. The joy of the Lord is not the same as happiness. It is not something that comes and goes on a whim or a feeling. The joy of the Lord is something that Adonai gives you. And I would encourage you to cling to that today and to read his word, read something, you know, Psalms, great place to be, especially if you're feeling down and, and not victorious, you're feeling defeated. You know, I Proverbs 24, 3 through 6 is also good. By wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is prepared and by knowledge its rooms are filled with every rare and pleasing treasure. A wise man is strong, and a man of knowledge becomes even stronger. For with wise advice you wage war, and in many counselors there is victory. Do not isolate yourself. Do not, especially when you're feeling depressed, do not isolate yourself. Do not keep yourself away from others who love you and want to help you. I would encourage you, if you do not have anybody in your life like that, Find yourself a Bible-believing counselor, somebody who understands the importance of the word of God in your life and in their own life as well. It is so important in order to defeat Hasatan and not give him the victory that he's looking for and give the victory and glory to Adonai that we look and we say, this is what the word of God says. Satan, you are a liar, and I rebuke you in the name of Yeshua. Anything that you have to say to me better go through the blood of the lamb. Now, I hope that that helped you. It's something that I've really been struggling with, obviously, this past week. It's something that comes and goes with me. I have been dealing with anxiety for 14 years. That's why I see a counselor, somebody who is unbiased, who isn't you know, doesn't necessarily for, for me or against me or, or, you know, on the side of somebody else or in a situation I'm going with, I'm talking to a person who can take a step outside of my life. Cause they're not part of my life except for counseling and say, okay, hold on a second. What you said there wasn't correct. You need to reassess what emotion is fueling what you're saying to me right now, which is something we should know how to do, but it's a coping, um, it's also learning coping skills which is something i've learned with my anxiety is super important unfortunately with anxiety comes depression so i i've gotten a pretty good handle on the anxiety it's the depression that i still have to work on because just like you i'm a work in progress i'm not perfect and i really hope and pray that this has helped you and that even just a little window into what i've been dealing with has helped you maybe make just make a decision to deal with what's going on in your own life as well we all go through trials and tribulations The point is to cling to Yeshua. He is our salvation. He is our living sacrifice, and He chose to die for us so that we might live and be able to be in the Father's presence. Now, as I always do, I'm going to leave you with the Aaronic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Hashem Yeshua, Shalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you guys have a great week. And maybe next week, you'll see me here. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is in Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M in Mike, M in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica LaCasse. And it should have a button right there to say, leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet. If you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment, I would love to hear from you.